What up, what up, hey, what up? Hey. What's going on, America? And welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Dear America podcast. Um, we have survived the snow apocalypse. We did barely, here in barely. South Carolina. And, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of people are talking crap. Jen Psaki being one of them. Uh, she tweeted something just 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 yesterday, uh, and it says, "Growing up in the Northeast, I will never understand the closing of stores and restaurants when there is barely an inch of snow on the ground." Well, you know, do the mandates next? But either way, it's simple. We're not used to it here. We don't have like the equipment. <laughs> we don't have the roads treated, like all this other kind of stuff. And so, yeah, there was legit like, I think we probably got like six inches at the house and probably like at least a half an inch to an inch of ice. Yeah, there's and, a lot of sleep. Yeah, I could give a crap about snow and all this other kind of stuff. And honestly, I was fine. Uh, I mean, my truck will go anywhere. <laughs> but, you know, not everybody in the office has the same um, capabilities to drive through all the treacherous terrains. Yeah, that, I definitely that, did not. That I do. And so anyway, but we're back in the office today, but it's looking now, it went from a 20% chance to now today, a 70% chance of another snow apocalypse 2.0 on Friday. No, God, please, no, no. <laughs> I'm pumped, man. I I'm could, not. I could do it. I could move to Montana tomorrow. And I could I, snow on the ground for five months out of the year. Sure. Why not? I could. I could. I, I legitimately believe that I was built for the cold weather. And, and this is why. So everybody else, you know, all the kids are like sliding down the roads in the neighborhood and everything. And everybody else has just got on layer after layer after layer. I literally I'm wearing shorts in the studio right now yep. with a hoodie on and uh literally out there playing in the snow all i did was i had a t-shirt i had a hoodie on i had shorts on and i put my like hunting bibs on that's it i mean i look like the world's greatest redneck walking around but my point is i i've never needed eight million layers of clothes well, my thing is is you put on more and more layers and then you go out and start getting active then you have to start taking them off because you're good your body heat's gonna keep you warm yeah exactly what what i'm getting at is i was sweating in just shorts <laughs> like, like, like that's what i'm trying to say like i it's weird so Alyssa, and this has nothing to do with anything we got to talk about today Alyssa is is the opposite so Alyssa is always cold yet her hands and feet and her body like just radiates heat all the time. Like it's she's like a oven just all the time. Her hands are always warm. Her hands are never cold. And then me, I'm never. I'm always hot, but my hands are always cold. Yeah. My legs are always cold. Like I like I don't I don't emit heat. I guess I store it internally, and hers just goes out. That's why she's cold all the time. Either way. I say all this to say that I could totally live in Alaska. I could. I really, truly believe See, that I could do it. I like the temperatures, but, like, I'm just done with the snow. Like, I like it snow for a day, and then I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, but, man, you got to think, though. In places where it snows all the time, while you're asleep, they got people, like, working the roads, true, clearing the true. roads and stuff, and they treat the roads and stuff. It's different. And then I would have tires that could actually work with snow. Correct. And then also the snow is different. So, I, I you know, I've been up in Wisconsin in January. 
Uh, and you know, I'd go out to my truck from the hotel and there'd be four inches of snow on the truck. And then the second I took off, it just, it just, just flies off. All powdery. Yes. It's not the slush that we have here. It's not (laughs) ice like freaking, you know, uh, the, the ice age or whatever going on that happens here. But either way. Needless to say, it looks like we're going to get yet another snow, knock on wood. I hope it happens, man. I love the snow. It puts me in a good mood. Everything's just beautiful when the snow is on. It, it. is beautiful. And um, I, I'm, I'm just sick of being hot all the time. I am. I'm tired of it, man. Put me in the cold for a couple years, and then maybe I'll change my tune. I'm sure some of you listening are from up north and are like, oh, ground, da 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 Maybe I will change my tune, but I'll never know unless I do it. And so I, I, man, get me out of the hot. Um, Anyway, all right, let's talk about things. (laughs) Let's talk about things that matter, guys. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. Uh, For those of you who were caught in the winter storm, I hope that you had a fantastic, fun few days playing in the snow. Um, We got some major news coming up, uh, you know, this month. I can't wait to share with you. Um, We've got some things to talk about today for sure. Um, But before we jump into the episode today, let's get into our sponsor. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are 12 orders away from breaking our record at Good Ranchers right now. Applause for everybody. Yes, you are killing the system at Good Ranchers. Listen, 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 listen. Good Ranchers is under attack for supporting conservative voices, for supporting free speech in America, for supporting the American rancher and American meat. That's right. Good Ranchers has the metaphorical and actual balls to actually stand up for what they claim and prove every single day to believe in. So I'm asking every single one of you right now to go and support the companies that support us, that keep this show Going into your ear holes every day as you drive down the street. You need to go to goodranchers.com slash Graham right now. This offer, this amazing offer that everybody is taking advantage of, they are giving away 40 free chicken breasts with your order right now. It's pretty good. Goodranchers.com slash Graham. That's a $150 value. Ladies and gentlemen, not only are you eating China meat, or Australian meat in the grocery stores because that's what they do. We import our own meat. The shelves are empty. Bear shelves Biden. That's taken over the world. The grocery stores are literally, they got nothing. So why don't you order from an American company and eat that American meat? Support the companies that support us. 40 free chicken breasts, $150 value. I need every one of you to go right now to www.good ranchers.com slash Graham promo code Graham. I ate a lot of good ranchers um, over uh, the, uh, the snow apocalypse. Um, okay. So speaking of cancel culture, direct TV has now canceled one American news. Did you know that? I did not know that direct TV. And so uh, I'm making the public, the public proclamation today that I will be, uh, on the phone for three hours with DirecTV because I'm going to cancel my subscription as well. I'm following in Senator Rand Paul's footsteps. Uh, it's going to be at least a three-hour process. I don't know if you heard me on the wait. I was, in, I, was try- was? I was trying to get through to him <laughs> before, but alas, 
an hour later, I still I was on hold. I hope they get thousands upon thousands of cancellations yep, today. Yep, yep, yep. I do too. And, and so, look, man, I, I don't, I can't, I can't support. And I don't know. I got to look into because AT and T either owns uh, Directv or they're in direct. Company. I know that they work together. Let me see. From what I understand, it was AT and T that put the pressure on Directv. Uh, and we're going to get into Trump talking about it here in a minute. But if that's the case, then I'm going to have to drop AT&T. Um, either way, because, uh, you know, we've got them for our Internet and stuff like that. But, yeah, you know, regardless, um, here's Trump on the whole situation with uh, with OAN. You know what? One American News has done a great job. And here's the story. What just happened? The woke executives, I don't know what the hell they're doing. They have so much debt. AT&T is a company that is in serious trouble. Trouble. And they need AT&T. And AT&T saying that they may no longer agree to carry this network that's doing very well. You know why? Because people told them not to do it. So maybe what we should do is not use AT&T. You know, if we did... If we did what they do to Republican companies, we would have no difficulty. We just don't do it. It seems like not nice, right? But they're not nice. I want to just thank the Herrings are here, Charles and Robert. They own OAN, the Herrings. But these are patriots. These are great, great men. Where are you? Uh, What people? Thank you very much. Thank you, Robert. Thank you very much. So I don't know what this is. This is horrible. This is a great network. These are great people. I watch it all the time. And you really get the truth. And they want to cancel them now because of Pollux for purely political reasons. It's a disgrace what's going on. But I don't think the people are going to stand for it, especially with One American News. The job you've done, you really should be commended, both you and Robert. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Robert. They said, please don't mention the word boycott, so I won't mention it. I'm not going to use the word boycott. I will not say boycott AT&T, because I promised Robert I will not do it. So I will not say boycott them. (laughs) I love this guy. I will boycott (laughs) AT&T. Well, I guess I'm going to be on the phone with AT&T later today. Dude, I got, man. uh, Yeah, there's I'm going to be on the phone all day. But you know what? Maybe the president's right. You know, we've always said here as conservatives that we are not uh, cancel culture, which I'm not. I'm not. I do not believe that you should do things uh, like intentionally slander people to end their businesses. I I do not believe that you should do what Mike Lindell's bank is doing to him. Did you know that Mike Lindell, owner of MyPillow, that his bank is just going to cancel his bank account. How is that possible? They're just going to say, well, well, we, we don't support what you're doing, so your money is no good here. Like, you can't do any of your business so at this bank. So that means now that like, anybody that they disagree with, they can just... They can just cancel it. Just, we're done. Yeah, well, yeah, we're done. You can't, you can't put your money here. You can't do this. You can't do that. Um, you can't do business transactions. You can't have business lending. You can't have business lines of credit. You can't have your personal bank accounts here. Nothing. This is a lot of reasons, other than the Great Depression and stuff like this, this is a lot of reasons why people had money buried in the backyard mm-hmm. back in the day. They didn't trust the banks. 
Anyway, all I'm saying is I'm not pro-cancel culture. I'm really not. But I am very pro-consequences, right? So Mm -hmm. consequences of your action. Look at poor Peloton. Peloton took a bet. They gambled. And they said, we're going to put Peloton on the first episode of Sex in the City. Dude dies on the Peloton bike. And then everybody boycotts Peloton because they think they're going to die on the Peloton bike. You know what I mean? Like, there are consequences to your actions, right? Okay. So if you cancel a conservative network, then naturally viewers of that, it's no different than what Peacock did to Netflix the second that Netflix lost the rights to the office. How many... How many subscriptions did Netflix lose when The Office went over to Peacock? And how many subscriptions did Peacock gain when that happened? I know, like, literally the second it happened, I went over, I got Peacock because I'm not going without The Office. But either way, screw DirecTV. Either way, okay, let's talk about other things that are surprising. Uh, Robert Francis O'Rourke, also known as Beto or Beta, whatever you want to call him, is running on the DNC ticket for Texas governor, and he raises a whopping $7.2 million in the first six weeks of the race that could wind up as one of the nation's most expensive in 2020. 22. Let's read a little bit about this right now. Uh, Beto O'Rourke, uh, 7.2 million. Uh, Abbott, who is running for a third term, he's going against, look, I love Alan West. I love Chad Prather. But at the end of the day, I just don't know if they're going to overtake Greg Abbott for the GOP pick. Um, but, you know, we'll see. But Honestly, this is this is the tag. Okay, Abbott, who is running for a third term, has yet to publicly report his latest figures, but as of last summer, was sitting on more than fifty-five million dollars in his war chest for this thing. So you're talking about you're talking about a hundred million dollars worth of campaigning, probably from both sides when this is all done. Because because they're fighting for Texas. Texas is being fought for on an epic scale of epic proportions, right? Texas is, and I'm going to give Texas credit where Texas credit is due. Texas is the focal point of freedom right now in the the eyes of a lot of Americans. Now, I'm not saying that Texas don't have its problems because it does. I'm talking about straight – Optics. The way things look is, you know, you've got America and honestly, then you've got Texas and and even worldwide. People view it differently like, oh, okay, you're an American. Oh, you're from Texas. I mean, they just do. They just view it different. Right. Texas is viewed optically, which, again, I'm not saying it's true. I've lived in Texas. There's some blue, 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 liberal horrific places in Texas, but I digress. Optically, Texas is still viewed as the de facto American spirit, right? Yeah. That we could give a crap about what you think. We're Americans. Take it or leave it. We don't care. If Texas goes blue, it's all over. It really is. And, and 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 the reason why is just from an optics perspective. Optics are everything. Even in war, perspective, mm-hmm. optics, the way things look, the way things appear, morales of the troops, et cetera, et cetera. It's all very relevant things. Uh, Texas is literally, quite frankly, in the middle, 
like right, if you had to dissect it, is in the bottom, but it's in the middle of the country. Like if you draw a line from Texas straight down the middle, it's straight down the middle of the country, right? Yep. It is like the line. That is the line. And and Texas is red, and they want to turn it blue. And so uh, Beto, I do not think Beto has a shot. But I do think Beto is going to get closer than a lot of people are thinking. And that's the problem, okay? He didn't beat Ted Cruz, but he got closer than a lot of people thought. We are slowly getting closer and closer and closer every single time. I think the Democrats know that Beto O'Rourke isn't going to be governor. The next person after Beto O'Rourke won't be governor. But what about the next? They're just slowly but slowly Slowly chipping it away. It's like that Jordan Peterson clip we said. Okay, okay, I'm going to infringe or encroach upon you, right? Right up until the point where you say no more and then I'm going to back off. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to wait for you to to get upset or to calm down. And then I'm going to do it again. And then I'm going to do it again. Right up until the point until you start protesting and stuff again. Then I'm going to back off and wait on you to calm down. And then the next thing you know, you're three miles off course of where you even started in the first place. Same thing. Texas is a big deal. Do not get it twisted. Ladies and gentlemen, Texas is a big deal. Uh, and you need to be paying attention to that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I want to talk about uh, Governor Greg Youngkin was officially sworn in uh, as governor of Virginia. Thank God. Um, and he came right out and immediately came out swinging. He got rid of CRT in the school. Uh, he made parents the focal point of children's education. But the Democrats hate your kids. And that's all there is to it. If you have a family member that is a Democrat, they hate your kids. If you have friends that are Democrats, they hate your kids. Oh, Graham. Uh, well, that's a bit of a, you know, an overreaction or whatever. Is it really? Okay. So in this speech right here on his first speech in front of the floor as governor of Virginia, listen to what he says and then tell me why not a single Democrat in the room stood up or applauded. You, listen to what he says, and you tell me why they wouldn't applaud for this. Okay, here we go. My message to parents is this. You have a fundamental right enshrined in law by this General Assembly to make decisions with regard to your child's upbringing, education, and care. And we will protect and reassert that right. Everybody's standing but the Democrat side of the room. All sitting, no applause. None of them. Not a single one. Not a single one. My question is why? Well, they think they know what's best for the kids but, or the but, parents. But, but, but why would a group of people, legislatures, mind you, have such a problem with parents being in charge in how their kids are educated, what their kids are educated on, and how their kids are taken care of. Why would any legislature have a, or legislator, excuse me, have a problem with that? Why? Unless, perhaps, what all us conspiracy theorists have been saying all along is they want to indoctrinate your children. And they want your children to become the next wave of liberal psychopaths 
walking up and down the street that think the, you know, up is down, down is up, uh, that the sky is purple, all the above. What other reason could there possibly be? I don't agree with a lot of Democrats, but Democrats that say, you know what, we should really protect our children. Uh, We really shouldn't murder babies in the womb. Um, Jesus is a good thing. And uh, you know what? Parents should have a say-so in what happens with their children. I could get on board with that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there should be, there should be at least some just basic values that as Americans, no matter what political side you, you, you stand on, there should just be some like understood values. And there's not anymore. There is not literally every single major pillar of conservative or Republican side, I don't even like saying Republican, of conservative values versus extreme leftist side, because that's what the Democrats have become, okay? There's not a single one that matches. There's not a single value that we agree on. Not one. I mean, I guess maybe you could say, you know, there's something wrong with America, but the left thinks it's, America needs to change fundamentally and the right thinks no America needs to stay the same. I guess maybe that's a agreeance <laughs> that, that something's maybe, wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's something, something is wrong with the country, I guess. Uh, but it's different, man. I mean, 30, 40 years ago, Democrats and Republicans used to argue between the difference of a, you know, a five to 7% tax increase. And now, I mean, you've got literally half a room in an enti- in a state legislator or state legislative, uh, you know, the state house, the state Senate in the Commonwealth of Virginia. The first speech that the new governor gives talks about empowering parents to take control over their kids, their education, giving the parents the power. And the Republican side of the room stands and applauds. The Democrat side of the room sits and pouts. Why? Why can we not agree to protect our kids? It's because Democrats hate your kids. They hate them until they can mold them into exactly what they want. And then they will eventually turn on them as well. And I have proof of that uh, also. But before we get into that, let's get into a sponsor. All right, guys, I don't know if you've been to the grocery store lately. I don't know if you've paid attention to what's going on. People are literally getting kicked out of their banks. And their banks are telling them that their money is no longer good here. Because that's the world that we live in now. In Biden's economy, which is an inflation dumpster fire at 40-year highs, it is here to stay. It is not going anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. If it can happen to people like Mike Lindell, all right, it's one thing to get canceled in a store. It's another thing for a bank to say, nope, your money's no good here. See you later. Maybe you've saved up some money. Maybe you've got like 10 grand saved up. I I, I don't know. Okay. But this is not a money-making scheme. This is why I've teamed up with Birch Gold. Okay. Because this is about protecting what is yours. Protecting what you've saved up and tried so hard to set you and your family up for success. That is the purpose of working with Birch Gold to get gold, silver, and precious metals to protect your money. 
And all they ask is for you to text the word Graham to the number 989898 now to get a no cost, no obligation, free info kit. This comprehensive 20 page guide reveals how gold and silver can protect your savings. Like I said, this isn't a money-making scheme. This is simply to protect what is yours. And people, it is only getting worse. So why do you have to wait? The answer is you don't. Right now, you need to text. I know you got your phone out because you're listening to this podcast. You need to text Graham to 989898. And if you order from Birch Gold by February 28th, they'll send you a signed copy of my new book, Dear America, Live Like It's 912. So what do you have to lose? The answer is nothing. No obligation, no cost. Text the word Graham to 989898 right now. Okay. All right. Let's see what else is going on in here. Oh, so Omicron. Oh, by the way, I made it, right? Today's Monday. I said, I you said, survived. Oh, today's Tuesday. I made it. Yes. Yes. I went all the way to the national championship in some of the most questionable looking bars I've ever seen. And I thought for sure, if I'm going to get COVID, it's in here. <laughs> and here I am emerged victorious. Look at that. And still okay. Quite, quite crazy. Uh, if I may say so myself. In fact, we were going there and we said, we give it about a 50-50 shot that we get COVID <laughs> going into this place. But either way, alas, here I am to much dismay of many leftist crazy people. Um, I don't like what COVID has done to us as a society. I mean, we've already talked about crazy people in COVID. I, got, I was on the phone the other day with a, a business and I've noticed that now, instead of saying, have a good day or have a good evening or have a good afternoon, people say, be safe. Have you noticed that? Like, yeah, I've noticed I've, that. I've noticed that. Like, there's places I've eaten at, and like, the waitress will be like, stay safe. Yeah, stay, like, stay safe out there. I don't like that. I don't like, I don't like how it's changing our society uh, in that way. Um and then, and then, you know, you've got people like this chick who is a writer, director, personality for Super Special, oh, for HBO, all right? So this is somebody that writes for HBO. Um, and she tweeted uh, a tweet that's taken the world by storm, and it said, my new self-inquiry before I consider meeting anyone in person is, is this how I want to catch COVID? So sorry if I say no to most of you hoes. That's just lame. But well, one, it's lame. But but the reason I bring it up is because this is not something that is not not happening everywhere. I've even done it. I mean, if I'm being you know completely self analyzing here, I've even done it. Um, I had a brief moment before the national championship. I'm like, oh man, you know. Even though I, I'm not afraid of Omicron, I'm like, dang, do I want to get sick, you know, to go to this game, you know, and all this yeah. stuff. You see what I'm saying? Like, it has. Even those of us that don't fear it, nobody wants to get sick at the same time. You know, I'm not actively licking doorknobs just to see <laughs> just to see what happens. You know what I'm saying? You don't do that? No. Like, you know, it's like, oh, this this could be expired. Uh, <laughs> no. I don't get crab legs from places that are nowhere close to an ocean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, blame me like, like I do, I, I do practice certain things because I mean, yeah. Do I think I would die from food poisoning? Absolutely not. 
Does anybody want to deal with that? I don't think so. Um, and anyway, but but COVID is just changing everything. It's changing our way of life. It's changing how we view people. It's changing. Like I even find myself doing this. People will reach their hand out to shake my hand, and I'll have that brief millisecond where I'm like, ah, do I know this person shaking hand? And then I shake their hand anyway, and I go about my business, right? Because I refuse to live in that fear of craziness, okay? Well, over COVID, my first thing is, is you wash your hands after everything, after everywhere your hands been that day. No, like man. That, that, I, I think of that first before COVID. Dude, look here. You've been shaking pee hands your whole life. Oh, yeah. The end. <laughs> and Lord, you, you should hope that that's all it is. Knowing people these days, uh, you have no idea where people's hands have been. And you've been shaking and hugging and kissing somebody's cheek and all kinds of stuff. You don't have any clue what's going on. But I don't like what COVID is doing to us. Um, some breaking news where Hawaii, and yes, Hawaii is a state in America. Now, I know I know that it's not part of the continental U.S. I got it. Yeah. Okay, I got it. But Hawaii is now going to require travelers arriving from other U.S. states and territories to have a COVID booster shot and proof of if they want to travel to the islands without having to quarantine or submit to testing requirements. Okay, why is this a big deal? Uh, Hawaii is a state in America. Now, yes, you have to go by plane. I get it. I get, yeah. I get that it's not the continental United States. I get it. But it is an American state. So put it in perspective here. If you live in Georgia... And you want to go to Tennessee. Now they got a roadblock set up that says, show us your booster shot. Or you ain't getting in here. Or South Carolina to North Carolina or to Georgia. Every major road, interstate, intersection, there's a block set up. Show us, show us your vaccine passport and your photo ID to prove it's you. Or you can't come in without having to quarantine for 10 days or submit to rigorous testing requirements to be able to enter in to the state. Sounds a bit more crazy when you think of it like that, don't it? This is a big deal. This is a U.S. state that is doing this. How they're doing this, I don't know. <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm saying? See, they'll probably start slowly coming into the western states, I bet. We'll probably see California or Oregon do that. When one falls, many, many more will fall, which, you know, at the same time, I could give a crap about Hawaii anyway. Could care less. We just talked about how tired I am of being hot. <laughs> I don't care. I really don't. California, been there, seen it, wasn't impressed, could care less. Oregon, bye, don't need you. Washington State, lost cause a long time ago. Sell it all to Canada. <laughs> uh, take off some of the national debt uh new york i used to love new york i don't like it that much i could care less uh the list could go on and on and on in fact most of the places that would do this i don't i i i, I don't even want to go because i don't care <laughs> you know i just don't but the big deal of this is they're the first they will not be the last mm -hmm. go ahead mark it right here we've been right a lot on this show watch now that they've done this Domestic travel restrictions will happen. Watch what I tell you. Joe Biden can't do it. He can do it on planes, trains, uh, and buses. 
but he can't stop you from taking your personal car into another state. However, the states can, uh, which uh, it will be very interesting to see. Be very interesting to see what happens uh, in that regard. Um, okay, moving on. Oh, all right, here we go. So speaking of Omicron, is Omicron coming to an end? I know some of you are sitting there panicking in the in the streets and all this other kind of stuff. However, the CDC is now reporting that daily COVID cases drop by 47% and deaths fall by 38% week on week. All right, so over the past four weeks, cases have dropped 10% every week. Bam, 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 bam. Uh, let's see. COVID infections are falling in the U.S. for the first time since Omicron variant erupted at the end of 2021. The nation recorded 721,000 new cases on Monday, a steep fall from 1.3 million cases reported last Monday. America's new daily case average has also dropped 10% over the past seven days uh, from 766 to 684. Uh, in other words, it's peaked. Right. Remember us talking about peaks all the time. That's what illnesses do. They peak and then they plateau and then they start coming back down. Doesn't record. Does it? It doesn't matter if you put restrictions on. None of it matters. Deaths. Although Omicron was, uh, we did the CDC report the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're 74 percent less likely to be admitted in the ICU with Omicron. 93 uh, percent less likely to die, and zero, literally zero, mechanical ventilators for people with Omicron. It's down 38 percent. But Fauci says it's too soon to say if Omicron is COVID's final wave. Oh, of course he has to say that. Okay, so let's see what uh, Lord Fauci has to say here. Uh, Anthony Fauci said on Monday that it's too soon to say whether Omicron is the final wave of COVID-19 pandemic. The White House chief medical advisor, while speaking at the World Economic... Oh, by the way, Dr. Fauci reported $10.4 million in stock uh, revenue, by the way. What stocks? Yeah, for the year. What stocks was he in? Oh, I... I mean, you could probably take a wild guess. I mean, I got some ideas. Yeah. Um, one of them probably rhymes with Heiser. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. That's okay. kind of what I was thinking. Uh, all right. <laughs> anyway, the White House Chief Medical Advisor, while speaking at the World Economic Forum, blah, 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 blah. it is an open question whether it will be the live vi- virus vaccination that everyone is hoping for. I would hope that's not the case, but that would be the only case if we don't get another variant that eludes the immune response of the prior variant. New variant already accounts, Omicron already accounts for over 94% of the cases in the U.S. Fauci's comments came a week after Europe's top medical product regulation agency said that the COVID-19 Omicron variant may be pushing the pandemic into becoming endemic. In other words, many real scientists have said that every variant has become less and less deadly, less and less severe in symptoms, and it is leading towards it will become more seasonal like the cold and the flu. But, you know, Fauci needs to make uh, make some more money. He needs a spotlight. Um, Things are not good for Biden. Um, Everybody knows that he had arguably one of the worst weeks of his very short presidency so far uh, with the Supreme court shooting down his vaccine mandate over 84 plus million Americans. But this is what is now being called the Biden effect. 
Support for GOP reaches its highest level since 1995, with 47% of Americans now Republican, while support for Democrats plunges 7% in a year to 42%. The most popular president in history within his first year helps shift to the Republican side, not support. People now switching parties to Republican to the highest level since 1995. It's the Biden effect. Now, all of this, why is this important? Let me tell you why. Uh, This is leading up to, and as horrible as she is, well, I'll talk about that in a minute. Remember how I said that the Democrats hate your kids until they can mold them into what they want? Well, this was just on CNN. They're talking about Biden's horrible numbers and horrible everything. Watch how quickly they turn on the American people. When's the last time you heard a conservative say, let me tell you what the real problem is. The people, the people are the problem. When's the last time you heard a conservative say something like that? This sounds like the party of tyrants. Here we go. Listen to this. Check this out. Did President Biden put more effort into getting infrastructure passed, for example? Well, he... He got infrastructure passed, and that's a good thing because success can can breed success. He is putting the full force of the presidency behind it. I think the problem for the Democrats right now is is not that they have bad leaders. They have bad followers. Did you hear that? Blame shifters. Slowly starting to change. As the numbers continue to sink, they will slowly but most assuredly start to turn on the people. Because that's what tyrants do. It's like a toxic They don't listen to the people, like in a democratic republic, which is what we actually are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hey, if the people don't like you, the people have spoken. I mean, you're not it. I mean, that's just the way it yeah. is. Like, that is how our society is formed. It's not you want to do something and the people don't like it, so now it's the people's fault that they're not supporting you enough and we don't have bad leadership. We have bad followers. What? That's not how that works at all. But that is what tyrants do. And this is leading up to a very interesting thing. And I will admit, I did not expect this to start picking up as much steam as it has been picking up. However, Hillary Clinton, and I know we've talked about it, but Hillary Clinton has done a genius And I got to give it to her or whoever her strategists are. It is a genius move. She has come out in full-blown Biden sucks narrative. He's weak. He's senile. He's a loser. He's not the right fit for the Democratic Party. And it's genius. And here's why. As Biden, because Biden is a train wreck waiting to happen. He is senile. He, I still do not believe he will make it the full four terms. Oh, he won't. I mean, four, four years, excuse me. Uh, but every bad thing that happens to Biden, now that Hillary Clinton has drawn this anti-Biden line in the sand, it helps her. And it makes her look better 
and better and rumblings go stronger and stronger. And with every every mess up that Biden has, every time he says something stupid, uh, they just recirculated that video of him comparing uh, George Floyd death to have a bigger impact on the world than Martin Luther King's assassination. Uh, every time Joe Biden opens his mouth, Hillary Clinton becomes more and more <laughs> powerful. Yep. And she is slowly but surely starting to reemerge in politics. And I got to give credit where it's due. It's genius. It was a smart move. Genius. Hillary Clinton is the devil. But man, she's smart. Or her, her people are smart. Uh, actually, you know what? Hillary Clinton is such a horrible person. I highly doubt she has people telling her what to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I yeah. just, she didn't put off that vibe, you know? Um, and, and a lot of people now are thinking that it could possibly have a Hillary Trump rematch in 2024, uh, which I think would be amazing. I am personally pledging it right now. If that happens, I will I I am putting myself out there. I will I will join the Trump campaign team to fight that battle because I think that would be awesome. That would be, that would <laughs> to, be pretty cool. Uh, however, the Dems are starting to spread lies now uh, because of Ron DeSantis' popularity as uh, you know America's governor. Uh, the left is starting to spread lies that Trump DeSantis tensions. Are beginning to happen. So let's read what the Hill article has to say. Uh, the long simmering tensions between former President Trump and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis are reaching a boiling point ahead of a potential 2024 primary clash. Trump has griped behind the scenes for months about DeSantis' rapid political rise, including chatter about a future White House bid, but the complaints from the former president have only grown louder, raising concerns. First of all, where did you get this from? Who said this? Who said this? President Trump is the one clearly picking a fight here, and it's a fight that's too early and unnecessary, said Sam Noonberg, a former advisor to Trump, who stressed that he is neutral between Trump and DeSantis. We're not in Republican primary season. This is a fight for mid-2023. It's not a fight for... So this guy ain't even a part of Trump world anymore. So where did you hear this from? DeSantis has immediately shot this down. Said this is absolutely not true. Uh, basically, DeSantis came out and said, the only reason I'm, I'm governor is because of Trump. Like, Trump pulled out a rabbit out of his butt for DeSantis. All right, now, I know that that was a while ago, and some of you have forgotten. Uh, it was not an easy uh, gubernatorial race for Ron DeSantis in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Okay. And every poll that has been done shows that if Trump is in the race for the GOP nomination, he's got everybody beat, including DeSantis, by at least 47 points. Okay? So there, th th there is no discussion here. All right, ladies and gentlemen? There is no discussion. If Trump chooses to run, Trump will be the GOP nominee. I highly doubt... That anyone's even going, I, I, I don't even think that we're going to have like a GOP primary like nights where we watch the primary. I don't, I don't even think we're going to see that. I really don't because Trump has such a commanding lead and people don't even know if he's going to run. 
If he does declare run, I bet that goes to where he has 80 per, 80, 80%, 80% support across the board. Um, this is a non-issue that they're trying to make people believe is an issue. And leave Ron DeSantis alone. His wife has cancer, for God's sakes. Um, he doesn't need this right now. Listen to me right now. This is the order. This is how it goes. Trump 2024, DeSantis 2028. That's it. Boom. That'd be awesome. Ron DeSantis has a legitimate shot at a presidential bid. Okay? This ain't the time. This ain't the place. Let the rematch happen. Hillary Trump. I would nothing would make me happier than to see that happen. I'm just being honest. Nothing would make me happier than to see that. Uh anyway, that's it. And I know this from inside sources. For real, there is no tension. There is no nothing, okay? Trump has the GOP nomination if he decides to run. The end. The end. And people can talk about it all they want, but there is no discussion. Trump is the GOP nominee already, and he hasn't even announced. So there is no discussion. Every freaking uh, Republican governor will throw support behind Trump. It will be a landslide GOP nomination pick. And then it's off to the races of what will be the craziest presidential campaign in American history. Mark my words. This will be the most insane presidential campaign we have ever freaking seen. But I'm not the president. I don't know if he's going to run or not. We'll see. We'll see. But that's all we got for this episode today. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We ask every single one of you to do us a huge favor. Share this episode. Share it on your social media. Share it through text messages. Give us five stars and leave us a review. It helps us in the rankings, which helps us get discovered by more people to get the truth out there. Make sure to check out 912united.com. Pick up a patriotic t-shirt, and we'll see you all again next time.